where nobody knows your name is recorded in front of nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. I'm John. And I'm James. Well, James, we're continuing season five with episode two, The Cape Cad, released on the 2nd of October, 1986. Written by Andy Cowan and David S. Williger. Who's it directed by? Um, I'll just have to check my notes. There's James Burroughs. James Burroughs? What a surprise. I'll kick off with, I've got two words to say to this episode. Yeah. Faulty Towers. Yes, that is what it reminded me of. Well, interesting you bring that up, John. And I'll tell you for why. Cheers was originally conceived as a sort of American answer to Faulty Towers, but they found that every scene they were writing took place in the bar. Mm. So they were like, well, we'll just make it about a bar instead of a hotel. The Charles Brothers initially envisioned it to be set in a hotel. And this episode is. So we get a glimpse of that. I'll tell you what, we've said some episodes are quite farcical. Oh, this one's can't move for the farce. (laughs) The farce is strong with this one. In the best way possible. I tell you what, should we kick off with the cold open? I think we should. Which is Diane talking to... She's the only one who talks. Sam. I think she's just telling Sam that they're they're lobsters. Two nights ago in the boat, you demonstrated in no uncertain terms that you and I are inevitable. You said those words I had hoped to hear for so long. Will you marry me? Before thinking, I responded, no. But then I realized all I needed was some time alone to clear my mind. Now I have returned to you with a resounding yes. Tate Sam, I don't like it any more than you do, but I've decided to accept it. Therefore, I'm going to work here so that when you finally accept it, as we both know you will, we can move forward to build and nurture our relationship. Excuse me, I have customers to wait on? Sam's like, will you shut up? But essentially, she's doing a, a recap of the last episode. And in doing so, there's clips of the other episode. Her voice is being mimed by the older episode. Talking over herself. She's dubbing herself. And she's dubbing Sam as well and other characters. It reminded me of Ant-Man. Oh, uh, with Louise. Yeah. Michael Pena? Yeah. And how his voice covered all, all the characters. Remind me a little bit of that. And uh, Woody's happy that Diane is back. You know I'm your friend and friends should stick together, so... I'm really happy you're back. Oh, Woody, thanks. Well, kind of happy because Sam's my friend too. So I can't be too happy or else he'll can me, which make me really sad. <laughs> and I know you as my friend wouldn't be happy about that. So whatever you do, don't tell Sam what I just told you. What did you just tell me? <laughs> There's this quite weird dynamic at the beginning where Sam doesn't want Diane there and she is just going, I'll work here until we have kids. And it's it's <laughs> it's a bit insane. But also, Sam's her employer, so surely he would just not pay her. Yeah, it, 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 the whole thing's a little bit insane. She decided last episode she was going to accept Sam's proposal. Sam has not proposed since she said no again. And she's sort of just hanging there going, just waiting for you to change your mind. She actually said, I don't like it any more than you do, but I've decided to accept it. Therefore, I'm going to work here so that when you finally accept it, as we both know you will, we can move forward and build and nurture our relationship. Relationship off to a good start then. <laughs> I'm going to work here until we have kids. <laughs> Some people have long engagements. They have a very long proposal. <laughs> they have a business arrangement, don't they? <laughs> 
I mean, I, I'm kind of hoping that the proposal doesn't last the whole season. Carla's got a good take on this. She doesn't mind uh, Diane being back. She figures that if she keeps hanging around, Sam will either kill her, which there'll be no problem to, or if Diane kills Sam, then she'll turn Diane in and get the reward. And Diane will get the chair. Yeah. So it's a win-win. That's nice, isn't it? Tension's running a bit high in Cheers. It's mostly Diane's fault. On with the episode. <laughs> What Sam's decision is, is if Diane's going to be this crazy and hang about, he says that she's essentially got a front row seat to him being a player. You sleazy man. So he says he's going to have babes marching through there every night. And he's kind of on a mission to set up a date over the weekend to visit the Cape. Yeah, theory. Sounds nice. Yeah, lovely weekend. It's, it's a weekend that Diane and Sam have went on a few times. So, you know, and we know how well that turned out. So, uh... <laughs> That's a bit weird, isn't it, you know? I don't think Sam cares. Sam's logic, and this will come up later in the episode, is that as long as he doesn't run into past girlfriends at wherever he's returning to with this new girlfriend, it doesn't really make a difference because the new girlfriend won't know. She'll be like, oh, this is nice. And Sam goes, yeah, yeah, I've heard about this place. Yeah, I've heard good things. Keeps it secret. So, you know, his logic is what they won't know won't hurt them. With that in mind, he invites Rhonda to the Cape for the weekend for a little R&R, he says. Rhonda and... Room service, Jim. I'm surprised you forgot room service. And this is where uh, the whole Fawlty Towers-esque farce begins when they get to the hotel. Let the farce commence. <laughs> you missed a bit, John, because Rhonda has to cancel. Oh yeah, of course. Because it's a birthday or something. Actually, no. It's not a birthday. I thought it was her birthday because of how it's phased, but instead she's converting to Christianity mm. and being born again. <laughs> and he says, can't you be reborn again on Monday? Sam decides that he's going to have to get a new new date for the weekend pretty quick. And he calls up Vicky. Diane asks about, I thought it was Rhonda. He says, Vicky's better than Rhonda. And then Vicky cancels, I got it so even better lined up. And Diane responds, yeah, me. This was somewhere where I was like, Okay, you're all right, Diane. Quippy line. That's pretty good. Cheeky little smile there. You're all right. <laughs> it was kind of flirtatious. It wasn't just, yes, Sam, because you have proposed to me. We are betrothed. <laughs> it was It was like something Sam or Diane would say in season three, really, that mm. kind of flirtatious thing, where it was more reminiscent of that as opposed to Diane being like, I'm your one and only, Sam. Diane's quoting Chesney Hawks a bit with I am the one and only. And she's... <laughs> A bit misguided. So off Sam goes on this date. And this is where the plan of having it be somewhere Diane's already gone kind of backfires because Diane rocks up. Yeah, which is probably one of the maybe scariest things that's happened in Jess. I think that's pretty, it's kind of stalkery. That's kind of Andy Andy level. She's quite sinister. I think she's going to go a bit mental this season. If not already. Sam has a kind of mild panic attack at one point. He throws water on the table that he's on it with his date. He just I, I like the table wet, Diane. <laughs> okay, Sam. It all goes crazy. I thought he was going to eat a candle. I thought Diane was going to pull up a chair or something. It was... There was a third chair there. And I was like, oh, that must be for a reason. Diane's uh, reasoning for being there was a bit weak for me. She went, oh, I heard you saying about your weekend to the Cape and it made me really want to go to the Cape and I'm really surprised to see you here. <laughs> <laughs> you meant this Cape? Oh, you meant here. Yes. This weekend. Yes. What a coincidence. But then Vicky has to leave. Yeah, so uh, she gets a call and the maitre d' comes and tells her she's got a phone call, she goes takes it, and her mother is sick. So she has to leave the Cape for the weekend. 
and Sam gives a really quite flippant line to this. Yeah, so they, they kind of rush up back up to the room and as they're walking past Diane, he throws out uh, one of his sleazy sayings. What again, Vicky? What? Even rabbits take a break to eat. I was also thinking of the line where she goes, my grandma's sick, I have to fly home. And he goes, why? You're not a doctor. Oh, yeah, it is, doesn't he? But what does happen is after they go upstairs, the maitre d' or somebody says, uh, can you help her pack her bag? She's leaving, which Diane overhears. And she uses this information. I think at this point, we cut back to the bar briefly, don't we? Yeah, Carla's got a box. Carla's got a box of troubles, but more accurately, a cat. Maybe more than one. She says the name's Max, and then Woody asks, what's the little one's name? It turns out Max is with child. It turns out Max is Maxine. And is with multiple child. Children, I believe, is the common term. <laughs> That's what's set up where Carla's like, oh, I got this box of kittens. That's a nice little setup. Just a litter of kittens has invaded Cheers. Whatever will they do? <laughs> After that, we return to the hotel room where Sam is sitting alone. Ordered two meals, including two desserts, which not necessarily a problem. His excuse would be, I was hungry. Yeah, he seems very up for talking to the lobby boy. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember all the hotel names. Is this a steward or what? I forgot what it's called. Lobby boy. Baggage carrier person. The one who brings the room service food. He's very up for filling in on the on the situation, I guess. Yeah. And he doesn't care, really. He's yeah. seen it all before. He's a man of the world. <laughs> and then Sam gets a call. From Diane, no less. Oh, obviously. Who else is going to call him? <laughs> he pretends that Vicky's still there by pretending to be tickled, which... <laughs> uh, that's pretty close of an impression. That was pretty... Yeah, that was good... <laughs> Meanwhile, of course, Diane knows the full truth. Yeah, and, uh, well, she tries to sort of coax it out of Sam. Sam pretends that she's there. She says, oh, I'd really like to apologise to Vicky. I feel like I... Uh, Got off on the wrong foot, offended her. Yeah. I don't want to stop you having a good weekend. Could you put her on the phone? At this point, I thought Sam was going to do an impression. Yes, which would have made more sense. Yeah. But I got the logic of, nah, she's in the bathroom, and Diane goes, she's tickling you from the bathroom. <laughs> Kind of spirals from there. So Diane says she's going to visit the room to apologise in person. The farce escalates. <laughs> this is where there's a really farcical situation where Sam goes, Diane's coming. I have to make this room look as though there's been some action in it. So he has to get rid of the food. He pours the food into <laughs> drawers and flings all the bedsheets everywhere, jumps up and down on the bed, just makes a huge mess. <laughs> and then he goes to put the empty plates outside. And this is where it culminates in just something bizarre. <laughs> This is where it kind of goes into that full faulty towers. Where he finds an elderly couple, would you say? Yeah. I'd say in the 60s, maybe. Oh, good, good, good. Do me a favor. We are paid $50. I beg your pardon. Let's go, Harvey. No, 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 please. No funny stuff at all. Uh, come, come on, I promise you'll be saving my life here. Come, come on in, come on. Oh, hold it now. Just a minute here. I promise you. No weird stuff. I just want your wife to go into the bathroom and make some noises. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty weird, isn't it? And they agree, <laughs> surprisingly. Before we get to the point where Diane comes into the room, should we run through the guests, seeing as I think we've met everyone now? I think we have, yeah. We got Brenda Strong as Vicky. She also appeared in St. Elsewhere, Dallas, Spaceballs, Star Trek, The Next Generation, Midnight Caller, Twin Peaks, Blossom, CSI, Malcolm in the Middle, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and many others. But she is best known for her roles as Sue Ellen Mishka in Seinfeld and Mary Alice Young in Desperate Housewives. What a repertoire. We had Willie Garson as waiter. He also appears in Family Ties, New Heart, Coach, Twin Peaks, Quantum Leap, Groundhog Day, Mad About You, Melrose Place, 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Ali McBeal, Star Trek Voyager, Friends, Being John Malkovich, The X-Files, CSI and many others. We got Don Perry as hotel manager. He also appeared in Seinfeld, The Wonder Years, Murder, She Wrote, Coach, Home Improvement, The West Wing, Malcolm in the Middle, Scrubs, Will and Grace, That 70s Show, Joey, and many others. Sid Conrad as husband. He also appeared in General Hospital, All in the Family, Charlie's Angels, The Waltons, Archie Bunker's Place, Dallas, Who's the Boss, Moonlighting, The West Wing, and many more. Catherine White as wife. This is her film TV debut. She also appeared in LA Law, Columbo, Baywatch, Scrubs, Gilmore Girls, and many others. We got your favourite character making an appearance, an uncredited one. Al Rosen is in Shears, as always. Not as always, as Al. While we're talking about the bar, this could be a good time to pop back into Cheers and see what's happening with them kittens. Yeah, because Carla's got a good business model. To get rid of all the kittens, she decides she'll give a beer with every kitten. And uh, they get a lot of custom because essentially, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this. It's essentially like Bookaroo, but instead of the donkey, it's Norm. And instead of random objects, it's kittens. Norm's bought all the kittens. Should we return to the farcical hotel scenario? Diane's come up to the room to see Vicky, to apologise. No Vicky there. Just a messy room. You can apologise to her through the door. And that's when the wife makes a <laughs> kind of noise. Then the husband comes out and goes, is, is that enough? And Sam says he's the bathroom inspector. Which, I mean, I've talked about a lot of hotel roles here. Never heard of that one. <laughs> Reminds you of the rice inspector from the <laughs> season four premiere. Yeah, so Diane sees through Sam's lies. Well, she already did see through them and kind of calls some out for it. And they have a little bit of a fallout and Diane leaves. Two Sundays arrive. This is probably the best moment of the episode, I'd say. Yeah, two Sundays arrive and Sam goes, I guess this looks pretty weird, huh? And he's like, I've seen it all before. And that's when the husband and wife come out and go, can we have our money now? It's a great line of the episode from a, from a guest cast where he just goes, that's new. <laughs> But I think that kind of culminates the farcical elements. And then we, uh, later in the episode, return back to the restaurant at the bottom of the restaurant. It's much later because Sam's went downstairs to try and avoid Diane. And he's went sort of off-peak dinner. But she's had the same idea. So the restaurant's empty and it's just the two of them. It's a bit awkward. I would have thought Sam would have just ate his drawer food. (laughs) It's still good. (laughs) But what this does do is it forces them both to have a bit of a conversation together. This is when they toy with the idea of rekindling their romance, would you say? Yeah. I mean, um, just before that happens, they um, both kind of apologise a bit. Diane apologises and says she probably shouldn't have come that weekend to the Cape and says it was probably a mistake. And Sam apologises for flaunting his dates in front of her. And then, as you say, they do start to rekindle their relationship a bit. And Sam's like, hey, let's go up to my room. And Diana's like, but what does it mean, Sam? <laughs> to be fair, a good question. Even if they've both been children in terms of how they're interacting with each other, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good question. Because, yeah, there was a proposal. So if you are going to get together, it's worth asking <laughs> whether the offer is still available. And uh, th- that kind of goes back and forth for a little bit until it ends with... It ends with the waiter being a witty waiter, with them kind of, as Sam would put it, getting motors all revved up, then pulling out the rug from under each other. And then Diane decides not to go to bed with Sam and goes up and then the waiter comes and just goes not another one <laughs> Dan says um, they should wait till they're married it's a cunning ploy from Diane yeah. the waiter he's just gone oh you lost another one did you Sam I will say that the waiters in Cheers they've always got good lines that's the trivia of our James that means one thing 
question. When Diane is talking about their wedding at the beginning of the episode, which she is still convinced will happen, who does Sam think Diane wants to invite? I don't know. Vivaldi. Diane asks Sam what he thinks of Vivaldi at the wedding. And Sam goes, invite you whoever you want. It's not happening. A misinterpretation there. Just to double check, Vivaldi is a musician, right? Yes. Composer. Much dead. Classic 80s pop musician. Vivaldi. (laughs) Classic composer of... Rock anthems. Four seasons, I think he was, I think. Ah, Frankie Valli and Vivaldi. (laughs) Frankie Vivaldi. (laughs) Frankie Vivaldi and the four seasons. Yeah. (laughs) Antonio Vivaldi (laughs) is who we're talking about for those who are unsure. What was the catch of the day of this episode, James? Sam. Besides Sam. Soul? No, I think it was the scallops. Although actually, I don't think it was the scallops. I think she just had them after Sam said besides me. So it is Sam. Yeah, you're right. Sam refers to himself as a political position or having a political position. What is this? What political position is it? Uh, It's sleazy. Oh, I don't want to know then. He refers to himself as the mayor of Cassaba City. Sleazy. 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 Let's move on. (laughs) What crazy things does Sam do to pretend there's two people in his room? Orders two meals? Yeah. I wouldn't think that's crazy. Depends (laughs) how hungry you are. He pretends to be tickled by them, just lies about them. Hires an elderly couple to make the noises. Giddy noises in the bathroom. That's all I can remember. He also left empty bottles of vitamins outside the door. Yes. Tell you what, Sam and Diane, they'd be crazy. So far, Cliff's more sane than they are. Yeah. For this season. Yeah. How many kittens is Norm carrying? Oh, 12. Six. Ah, I was double. You were overestimating Norm's kitten capacity. So James, I had a question when I saw this episode. I assumed it was Cape Cod, C-O-D. It's Cape Cad. What does Cad mean? If I remember correctly, it means like a sort of caper. Of comedic sorts. A cad is a man who behaves dishonorably, especially towards women. Puns. Ah. Clever. Clever. I like a good pun. Yeah. Completely blew by me. This one was too clever for me. I was like, oh, maybe this just means a funny thing. So it's another word for like a scoundrel. Cad. Well, that is interesting. I didn't know that. What is the name of the hotel Sam and Diane stay at? The Cape. It's called the Sea Shadows Inn. That sounds a bit sort of sultry. The Sea Shadows Inn. Oh, inn as in a hotel. And not as they go, welcome, shadows. <laughs> what should we have today as our special? Well, I- I'm thinking two fudge Sundays, surely. Yeah, of course. Come on now. But or, or four. Two fudge Sundays per person. Sounds like a good order to me. What do you want to toast them to? I think this showed us some uh, farcical elements, which we haven't seen as much recently. So that was enjoyable. <laughs> to toast to the farce. Toast to the farce, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I, I like the kittens. That was nice. I hope that the end of this episode means there's some consolation that Diane accepts after, you know, the proposal's kind of fallen through. I would hope what that means is that they can go back to being relatively normal. Cheers to Cliff being comparatively sane. He didn't really do much this episode. (laughs) He hasn't had time to be crazy yet. I think Carla did actually quite a nice thing by giving the kittens to someone, you know, giving them a home. I feel like she just laid them off on one person. It's still a home. Do you think Norm's going to have them next week? Probably not, but, (laughs) you know, Carla did the right thing. Now it's up to Norm. Well, I look forward to checking in with them next week to see how they... Many seasons later, Norm's like, I've got so many cats. And they're all pregnant. (laughs) 
Oh, with, with that in mind, let's raise our two foot Sundays and cheers this episode. Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. This has been a Cheers podcast.